Don't try and dig what we all say on this day in 1965. The Who records My Generation in London. And when released as a single, it reached number two in the charts, held off the number one position by The Seekers. The carnival is over. Roger Daltrey, he'd later say that he stuttered the lyrics to try to fit them to the music. The BBC refused to play the song initially because it did not want to offend people who stutter. Uh, Townsend wrote this for rebellious British youths known as mods and it expressed the feeling that older people just don't get it. I mean, Michael, people talk about the Generation Wars today, but goodness gracious me, I hope you all fade away. Today is nothing compared to what The Who were talking about 57 years ago. A- absolutely. I'm, My goodness. I- I'm very pleased I'm not, uh, I'm not of the uh, uh, previous generation in, in that era. They were being uh, pulled down at great speed. This, this generation are very kind to, to us elderly folk. Really. I mean, it's a shocker, really. It's so rude, Cass. I hope you die. I hope I die before I get old. <laughs> it's pretty grim, it's, isn't it? It's 65. I, yeah, I suppose, though, there was a dramatic... Dramatic change yeah, was, in generations. We, it's not oh. quite the same. You know, you had, the, you know, I don't know, the 60s, the, you know, free love, the contraception was around. We had Vietnam War. There was dramatic things going on and, and such a change from the 50s. So. I was going to say, that's that's the thing, isn't it, too? It was the contrast. I don't think the intergenerational changes across the decades post the 60s, well, maybe post the 70s, have been quite so dramatic or the big changes. However, Do you think so? Well, I, I don't think they were as split-like as they were between the 50s. If you think about, you know, the costumes in the 50s and women wearing, you know, um, uh, tight clothes and then flowing garments in the 60s and mm. men wearing suits and ties and um, then wearing, you know, shorts. You know, it, it changed mm, it dr- dramatically. Yeah. But, Kat, the, the point you made earlier is we still haven't got a proper equality. Mm. There's still mm. a whole lot of things that were fought for and were... And believed to have been won, mm. um, and the example that you gave around pay is a really, 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 really good one. But there's so many things that we haven't actually got that last cut through through and got that final landed that final sort of thing that said no, the job's been done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Moynihan and Cass Carter with me. It's twenty four to five. The panel RNZ National. The Krypton Factor says oh, someone yeah. uh, for a coin. Hmm. Not sure. Not. Mastermind. Uh, y- y- Yes. Hey, I'm yes. just thinking when yeah, you're missing t- something here, and that's we're talking about television programs. Shouldn't we be talking about Radio New Zealand programs? Oh. And I'm thinking Morning Report, and I'm thinking Jeffrey Robinson on a coin. He was round forever. Yeah, a few people have said that. What about uh, RNZ National Coins? Uh, mm. On one side, the lovely Jeff Robinson, Kim Hill, oh, and Jim Mora on the other, oh. says uh, Kim in Dunedin. Now, uh, breaking news here, Ben Balb is the new mayor of the Gore District after the counting of special votes, ousting long-serving incumbent Tracy Hicks uh, uh, by less than 10 votes. Now, Mr Bow has become the youngest mayor in New Zealand's history at 23 years old, and it so happens that we have, as <laughs> this news has come just to hand in the last 30 seconds, Ben is with us now on the program. Kia ora, Ben, and congratulations. Oh, kia ora. Thank you so much. Hey, a new mayor, New Zealand's youngest mayor, 23 years old. How does it feel? To oh, use a cliche feels, question. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole mixture of emotions. It, it's, it yeah. feels incredible, um, especially after such a long wait. Uh, it's just great to know. So how can anything be a long wait when you're 23? Surely, um, <laughs> surely everything's quite recent. 
<laughs> yeah, but I live in the digital age, so I expect, you know, instant things to happen. You click yeah. it and it happens. So having to wait a, a, weed, a week is a weird, uh, weird thing for me. Big challenges in the district. I mean, it's such a beautiful district, uh, Ben, but many challenges for you to, to face, huh, in the next three years? Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at government reform uh, coming down the pipeline, so it'll, it will be a difficult three years. Um, but if we can realign ourselves um, to the things that council should be doing, so that's rural roads, recycling, and uh, water infrastructure and gore, um, then we can be better prepared for, for um, what central government has in store for us. Attracting younger people to the district, is that going to be part of your plan as well, to rejuvenate through, uh, for, through younger generations, families moving to the area? You're 23. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, I mean, our main goal is to encourage people to come and settle here. Um, come and have your families here. It's a, it's a great place for, for kids to grow up. Um, Three good and, things and, and about Gore, then. Oh, we've got, we got cheap housing, um, we've got cheap land, and um, we have great, great facilities. Fantastic so we've got a nice skating rink and, yeah, got, Dolomite oh, yeah. Park. And all that We've got a stuff. fantastic art gallery, too. Yes, absolutely. Ben, ben, why does somebody who's 23 years old want to be dealing with things like roading and recycling and things? Why did you want to be mayor? Um, well, I wanted to be a counsellor and, and get involved in that. And then because I stood with a team, so um, Robert McKenzie, um, or Caveman as he's known here, and Joe Stringer, um, we decided that to have the most impact and to have the most change in the district, um, we needed someone to stand for mayor. And I have the most experience, funnily enough, in politics. Um, and my business was the, the youngest and the smallest. So um, it made the most sense to, to go after um, the mayoralty. And yeah, look where we are now. Hey, Ben, all the best. I'm sure that you'll be getting a lot of calls uh, right now from people all over the um, motu. So um, um, it's, it's great that you were able to come on uh, f- first on the panel to talk to us. So thanks for that. That's uh, 23-year-old Ben Bell. He's just ousted the incumbent mayor of the last 18 years. Tracy X, 23, though. That, oh, I just That's so admirable. That yeah. is, you know, we're struggling to get anybody to engage. And here's a 23-year-old, not just a 20 he's a... a, a um, uh, a, a young person who's prepared to engage and be committed and who's articulate and intelligent and all those things. Just, and by the way, it's amazing. you've just reminded me, they have got a great gallery they have with a, really good art. Fantastic. Um, uh, they've got a big um, Hortetti collection. A, a big Hortetti collection. And it is uh, in a, a gorgeous old building and they've done a fantastic job at um, working the flow. It, it's a yeah. really great spot In fact, spot we're quite keen to, to go, actually. Anyway, 20 to 5, the panel, RNZ National. Have you been pwned? Do you even know what being pwned is? What's a new one on me? And it's pwned, spelled P-W-N-E-D. If you have been pwned, you may not know it, but it is Cyber Smart Week, and we thought it would be good discussion to have here on the panel. Cyber criminals are trying harder than ever to get hold of your personal and financial information. Just last week, hackers stole private info on up to 450,000 people from Pinnacle Midlands Health, and it's been uploaded onto the dark web. With us is Rob Pope, the director of CERT NZ, and he deal, well, they deal with cyber security. Kia ora, uh, Rob. Hey, Jim, and uh, thanks very much for having me on board. <laughs> All good. Jim's listening in, I can tell you that. Uh, Wallace here as oh. well, Rob. Um, yeah. Now, tell us what being pwned is. How do we find out if we've been pwned? <clears throat> Um, well, essentially, um, uh, as you say, pwns just um, comes off a word of owned or um, um, and um, therefore you're pwned and it virtually came from the gaming 
um, uh, land and basically when you were beaten or taken over thoroughly. So this uh, uh, Have I Been Pwned website uh, was created really for uh, people who are concerned about whether email or phone number mm. is part of a known data breach. So feed it in and it will tell you. It feels like every time we turn around we hear another cyber attack or data breach. Is cybercrime significantly on the rise? And actually, how much is it costing the country? Um, all good questions, and not necessarily. I think the fact is that um, as a society, we're uh, becoming more familiar with all of these issues. Uh, we're speaking about them more, and we're becoming more digitally savvy. So uh, it's inevitable uh, that some of this stuff might seem like it's um, out of control or um, um, really um, um, we're, we're not mm. actually completely prepared for it. So um, we're getting lots and lots of reporting uh, but at the same time, we're getting um, a better understanding about what's actually affecting New Zealand. So, um, um, and out of that, uh, we're starting to understand there are some very, very um, simple steps that most people can take uh, to actually protect themselves. Because ultimately, um, it's financial loss, uh, which is at the heart of uh, all of these attacks. Cass, let's bring you in. Yeah, it, um it seems to me that we're all pretty casual, though, about um, our information. And I just sort of think about what you're talking about and think, you know, your banking's online, everything's online, we're, and we know people um, are pretty hopeless with passwords. I was talking to somebody the other day in your world who was talking about how people write down their passwords. Um, they don't change them often enough. Um, your personal information, even on your social media, that um, a lot of people don't even flick on the privacy settings. Do we just need more education or do do people, they're just not worried about it? Um, no, it's a bit of all of that. And uh, if we look at it, uh, we're really 30 or 40 years ago, um, we really were in the age of uh, manual processes. We just started understanding about computers. And now we're into a very sophisticated technology, which is great in terms of improving our uh, standards of life and our communication, but exposing us to um, situations which we're probably not well prepared for. So... Um, a lot of our research shows that about 50% of um, uh, the uh, population are taking some sort of actions to um, uh, make sure they're secure online. But, but there's still a, a, a lot of us out there that need room for improvement. And um, uh, you know, those of us that are a little bit uh, more grey-haired and um, older uh, are probably a little less um, 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 agile enough to pick up new technology. So... A lot of our focus is on education and awareness uh, so that people can feel safe and secure online. Um, uh, the last thing we want to see is uh, people losing their hard-earned assets and their lifestyle uh, just through some of these very sophisticated uh, attacks. And there have been really some heartbreaking uh, stories uh, as well, Michael. Oh, yeah, really I mean, a... uh, it is very scary. And, I, and, and again, it's one of those things where um, a little bit of information makes me feel worse than uh, not knowing anything at all, in a way. And right. um, I, I don't... Um, uh, I, I like the way that this is described in, in terms of simple sort of steps. You know, let's mm. change the passwords. Let's just be... Let's take, it, let's take it seriously. Let's just be grown up about it. Let's not just yeah. imagine that um, it'll all go away or it won't happen. Because... Mm. If you do have to restock your life, you know, if you do have to 
I mean, I'm not, this is not the same analogy, but, you know, you lose your credit card and you've then got to go and change all those things that are linked to it and you've got, you know, your whole your bank account. If you do have to reshape everything because you have been overwhelmed in this digital space, it's devastating and it's devastating at a lot of levels. So keeping it simple, passwords, um, making sure you're not, um, taking silly risks is is about all that somebody like I can do. But doing that can make sure that I don't, you know, have to spend weeks and months right. kind of putting everything back together Rob? again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I totally agree. And I mean, our whole focus is trying to demystify this horrible, uh, beastly shroud called cyber, and uh, uh, this idea that um, uh, you're too scared to um, push a button on your phone or a device. Uh, we're trying to actually demystify that. Because uh, it's the simple steps that uh, protect most people. Um, and uh, our, our focus is also to uh, give people confidence that they can um, uh, operate safely online, they can um, use their social media settings, but in a way that's safe for them, that they can share their information and not be um, um, scared that they're going to be compromised or uh, lose their life savings. And, and you're right, it's, um, it's incredibly traumatic for people to uh, uh, suddenly find that uh, they've been ripped off by, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Good grief. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Rob, kia ora. Uh, that's Rob Pope, a director of CERT NZ there, uh, part of uh, Cyber Smart Week, all about this issue of being pwned. Uh, it's uh, 14 to 5, the panel. Now, if you want to buy into a luxury housing development being built along the shores of Auckland's Monaco Harbour, there are some rules that you need to follow. And we're not just talking about what colour you paint your roof. The luxury Parareko Island development will have 116 houses. It'll be a gated community with an automatic gate on a causeway linking it to Karaka. The rules state no public displays of nudity. Clothes lines must not be visible from the road, and the weeds, they can't be higher than 15 centimetres. With us is Bill Mackay, Senior Lecturer at the School of Architecture at Auckland University. Kia ora, Bill. Kia ora, Wallace and panellists. Pleasure to have you on, Bill. Uh, quite staunch rules there. Clothes yeah. lines not be visible. Uh, do they have a leg to stand on? Can, they, can you say that? Yes, you can, basically, and it's called a covenant. Oh. It's on your property title, and uh, it says that you're signing up to all of that. And they're way more common in new suburbs than people think. Um, do we want? I guess my next question is, Bill: mm-hmm. Do we want these types of communities? What some might see as whitewashed. I mean, part of the flora and fauna of living mm-hmm. in a <laughs> a neighbourhood is that you might have. Um, the odd person going past their window in full display of nudity. You might have the odd <laughs> the, the, the odd Grundies on the line uh, on the front porch. Um, I, I think um, it just makes the places boring. Um, there are quite a few, you know, seaside suburbs, Omaha springs to mind. You drive around there, they just sort of feel drab and like no one lives, no one real lives. The gated community, well, um, yep. gate, yeah, the gated community, that is, it's often, uh, well, it's really it's exclusivity dressed up as security. Um, they're pretending it's secure, but really it's all about branding and raising the prices of the land that they can flog you. 
Okay, Cass. Well, I don't wish to judge or offend, but there are people people who choose to live in gated communities and there's people who would rather not. And I think if you want to be one of those people who lives in gated, gated community you have to play the game so um and but you know i mean i i I, quite frankly i'd rather not see my neighbors with their clothes on sorry guys but with their clothes off it's not not a nudist colony cast it's just the odd (laughs) it's just the odd person going past and they've had a shower and they forgot to put the towel on that's all i'm talking about right and that's a little odd Mm -hmm. yes yeah no i understand and i totally agree i think that it's really um dull and ordinary and everything will look the same but some people want that so i suppose you've got to serve that market yeah is that a fair point bill yeah it is and um certainly they're popular this kind of thing um but um you know just on the question of nudity what's nudity if I oh, if I mm. if I have my t-shirt off while I'm uh, working in the garden, um, am I nude or not? Certainly, if I'm a woman with my top off, I am nude. But hello. yeah, see, we're not equal again. Good point. No. <laughs> Good on you. So many things to fight. That's and, right. And so many things to think about when it comes to urban planning rules, <laughs> Michael. Uh, Michael, uh, you, you'd be hugely into gated communities, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely not. I um, uh, unless you call uh, Onihanga a gated community. Uh, what? Um, uh, what I'm worried about most for these poor people in this gated community is that they're on, an, on a causeway and on an island, right? So they've got one way in and one way out, and it's a gated community, and the gate opens when you come close with your car and it recognises your um, licence plate and out it goes. When all of those people are all on a Sunday morning heading out to get sourdough bread, there'll be a traffic jam. These people are, are going to be forced... <laughs> into um, frustration and annoyance because they can't get across the causeway. So that's I, I'm, I'm feeling. So I'm feeling sorry for them. Mm. Really, I'm feeling. It's I, I, I'm I'm concerned that they won't get sourdough uh, what, as quickly what, as they yeah, like. Yeah, right it. there, Michael. What what I what, <laughs> what I'd like to know, Bill, uh, are gated communities. What sort of are they on the rise? Um, they are all over the place because basically, really? when you, when you're selling land you're trying to add a bit more uh, sizzle to the sausage. So it's, 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 you can walk around the gate half the time. You know, the, the gated part is only, you know, there are many gated communities where I could, I could go in there and pretend I'm mowing the lawns or something. So it's all a bit pointless. It's, the, all, a, it's all about... In the nude. You could, are you in the garden still with your shirt off? <laughs> yeah. uh, with my high, my high-vis jacket on, but oh, right. uh, possibly the rest nude. Yeah. Right. Sounds dangerous. Yeah, really interesting, Bill. Kia ora. Thank you very much for your time. That's Bill Mackay, their senior lecturer at the School of Architecture at Auckland University. Interesting to know that they're on the ride. I didn't know that, that these... Um, uh, but but, uh, but uh, it's fair enough, though, isn't it? I mean, like-minded people... Uh, as Cass says, there's a market for them, and you you might feel safer. You might want, yeah. to, you know, it's, yeah, it's absolutely, a thing. absolutely. It's yeah. not my cup of tea, but I get it that it could be cup of tea for someone else. I I, I think though that um, the point that Bill makes is is relevant. It's a bit of a gimmick more than mm. anything else. It's a way of trying to differentiate right. your piece of land, your development from some other land. So you've got to be careful that you don't get sucked in by that kind of, um, re- you know, that kind of. Um, Salesmanship as well. I mean, look again. It's not my cup of tea. I also don't. Um, you know, I, I think it's pers- perfectly reasonable not to encourage nudity necessarily. You know, okay. With 
skin cancers and things the yes, way they sure are. Thing. However, um, you should be allowed a clothesline. If you, you should, want a clothesline, yeah. you should. Well, I, look, I think so. 15 yeah. centimetres worth of weeds doesn't seem like very much. No, you see. And who's again, measuring a, them? That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'd like that job. Yeah, uh, no, I reckon move to the country. Go to Thai Happy. You can have as many clotheslines as you like and you can yeah. run, wander around nude. Mowing the yeah. lawns in your gumboots. In fact, it's know. encouraged. Yeah. Uh, now, Wallace, um, uh, no visible clotheslines encourages use of bad dryers mm. Uh, mm. for the environment. Absolutely. Another one here. I've lived in two communities where you can't have clotheslines at all, and I agree with the rules, and they are not boring in any way. I'd actually like someone to sort of uh, step up and defend um, mm. a gated community. If you do live in one, um, why don't you email me, the panel at rnz.co.nz, and a lot of the old and, and people, tell me a lot what, of the retirement villages are gated communities, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, and they're they're done for specific kind of reasons. That, Abs- that's valid. Abs- absolutely. Um, Alison says in Cook's Beach, uh, Kia ora, Wallace. Good to hear the discussion about the ever deteriorating plight of our marine space. Uh, one obvious solution is to protect key areas to allow all species to live and breed in safety. Protect these entire ecosystems as essential reservoirs for the future while applying strict controls on discharges from all land use. Uh, it, didn't the government create marine special marine yes. um, uh, sanctuaries? And that, and, that is right. And, mm. and that, that, as I understand it, has actually never quite been enacted the way that it could be and that there's an opportunity in the law to do a lot more than we are. Uh, and regarding uh, your coins, panel on the coin, the Kiwi and the cat at the end of TV, back in the dark <gasps> ages. Of course. Yeah, good of night, course. Kiwi. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, and the following programs are worth a coin or two. The God Boy. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Fair Go. Fair Go. Mm, Edwards on Saturday. Mm. Mm. Shark in the Park. Mm. Mark Two. Whatever that was. Right. Uh, you're on the panel, RNZ National. We have Michael Moynihan with me and Cass Carter. And I wanted to finish uh, on this because it just... Uh, it got struck my fancy. Well, the energy crisis in Europe starting to bite. The French government, as you might expect, has come up with a fashionable response. Put a jumper on. Soaring energy prices means all across Europe people are being asked to conserve energy. And the government of, uh, of President Emmanuel Macron is walking the talk. Ministers have been photographed in puffer jackets and polo necks instead of suits as they try and set an example. The economy minister, Bruno Le Maire, told radio listeners that the nation would no longer see him in a collar and tie, but in roll-neck sweaters. He's saying that this will help us make energy savings and show restraint. But political opponents have decried the wardrobe advice as nannying and absolutely out of touch. So around the panel, if you saw a minister, say, I don't know, Minister David Parker, saying the same thing... um, Put a jumper on. What do you say? Oh, I'd, um, I mean, I, I, I think it's very good advice, put a jumper on. You've got to turn the heating down or else you're just hot inside a, um, inside a sweater. But, um, no, I don't see that as nanny. I think it's just a suggestion, isn't it? Or is it nanny? a completely inappropriate thing to say, uh, Cass, uh, yeah. a, a, a bypassing the actual situation that power is way beyond the reach of so many people now? Um, I uh, think it sounds just like my mum and dad who used to say it's a real Kiwi thing. We are really robust and tough, and the French have finally caught on to New Zealand in terms of um, we we don't use lots of heating. <laughs> so I think uh, I I don't think it. I think 
it is a crisis over there, and I don't think it's a silly thing, and I think it's quite a good PR stunt as well, because if he does wander around with roll neck sweaters on... Isn't it rude? Isn't it, isn't it just rude? The president is saying, you know what, you know, you know how to keep warm? Put on a, roll neck, put on a black roll neck sweater. sweater. How rude is that? But the... But mm. the French are generally so polite, so it can't be that. <laughs> if that can't be it. It's got to mm. be something else. I do think, actually, I hadn't thought until you said it, because I thought it just sounded like a nice piece of advice. Until you said it, I thought, well, uh, is that actually trying to obfuscate, or sorry, is it trying to get around the issue that, in fact, it's not just as simple as putting on a sweater. It's a much more complex set of issues. Mm. The energy crisis is real and the cost of living crisis... Oh, you've made me think you now, see, Wallace. Yeah. That's a worry. Or that someone does say, I would love to see Chris Luxon and Chris Bishop in a turtleneck sweater. sweater. Make wouldn't. it happen, Wallace. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't? No. Yeah. Wallace, we love our gated community. We are safe from the outside world with high walls and a fence. It's oh. never dull in here. Uh, oh, is, that, is that perimeter? In he is. Pete, he's, caught, he's texting in from Mount Eden Prison. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, what is this? This is a... Hey, it's in the bag, isn't it? Mm. It's in the bag. Yes, yes, I think so. Very good. Kia ora both. You've been oh, wonderful. Michael Monaghan, Cascade. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this uh, brings well, memories. The money or the bag? Uh, money or the bag. I'll take the, the 32-inch colour television. <laughs> With your till three, with your three forty-five tomorrow. I'm Wallace Chapman. See you tomorrow. Checkpoint is next.